Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball uh, with me, Joe and Sam. Hello. Um, so the preseason started. We've got a few weeks till the season properly starts. And, we have uh, twelve days, to... actually. Twelve, only okay. twelve days. I thought it's longer than that. This is a short preseason, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway. Loads of them only just come back, I guess, is that they like because of the Eurobasket stuff. Quite a lot of them out like didn't actually have that much of a break. Like you get in uh, football, I suppose, when you have a tournament yeah. in the summer. Okay, so so twelve days then until the season starts, and we are going to do some bold predictions, um, which is always an interesting task because part of it is trying to judge what bold is. Yeah, so like so that that is always going to be part of the discussion. <laughs> like I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure. Like there will be people who won't think any of mine are that bold, I think. No. I'm not even sure I think that's last that time bold. we did something like this. I remember yours being not very bold. I feel like well, I, when bit... I looked at it this this year I felt there's not a lot of room to be bold. Um really. I mean I what I've done could be bold and cause it, without just being ridiculous. Yeah, so part of the difficulty I had was there's like good teams and bad teams. Um, And like, it feels like there aren't, you know, often there's teams in the middle. It it feels like there's lots of really good teams. There's lots of teams that aren't necessarily trying to be good. Yeah. Um, Often the bold ones are going to be like, you know, a team that most people think are going to miss the play and is going to finish fifth or something. It's like, well, I don't know. There doesn't seem like there's any opportunity for that sort of stuff. But I I still think my picks are like kind of interesting, hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Um, do you want to give us one then? Give us your first prediction. Okay. We're probably going to have like the same as actually as usually happens. Uh, well, a couple of mine are quite specific, so I don't know. Okay. Go on then. Uh, I'm going to go with the negative one of my three first. Get out of the way. Okay. The Chicago Bulls do not make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of bold because they're trying to make the playoffs, I guess, but they also weren't very good last year, were they? <laughs> um, well, the thing is that it's a weird one because at the start of last year, they were the best team in the Eastern Conference, well, by record. And DeMar DeRozan had a season, part of my logic here is DeRozan, that signing looked a bit questionable and I was kind of wrong about how that played out. He had this phenomenal year. But yeah. there are all sorts of crazy buzzer beaters and just in general performances that I don't think are going to happen again. Once yeah. Caruso and then Lonzo Ball missed time, their defence went to what everyone thought it would be, which was, like, awful. Caruso is available to start this year. Lonzo Ball is basically can't run at the moment. Doesn't sound like he's anywhere near playing... Like the the reporting at the moment makes it sound like it's not that likely he'll play this year, and in which case I think they're going to have like, yeah, well, no one's actually said he definitely won't, but like my interpretation of it is it doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, and if he's coming off that, he would have missed over a year probably, and then you're like, well, what do you get when he does come back? Yeah, and yeah, that's quite a big deal, really, isn't it? Um, And then you're looking like. Like he's, 
yeah, that was kind of part of the thing of them being like a competent defensive team. Is him playing a lot of minutes? Because Levine isn't really that guy. Yeah, and basically, if you have Ball and Caruso, they can play this like small ball thing, um, or they could even use Pat Williams. Well, he's going to have like a massive role to play. He needs to like break out in a big way, I think, for them to be better. Um, so, I was just like, I think they're going to be like a bottom eight defensive team. And Vucevic didn't shoot the three that well last year. He's had like a year and a half where he shot the three at a really good level. Got this like pick and pop reputation and then was not that guy last year. So well, if he's not that, the offense is not even like mega potent or yeah. anything. With those moves they made, the offense is quite reliant on uh, Vucevic being like pretty good on that. Part at least because he's not a good defensive player. And I mean, they traded away Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, if he's just going to be in the way, it makes it kind of difficult. If if he's not going to shoot or defend these days as a centre, that's like not a winning combination. No, Um, and there's the the Zach Levine knee thing that was a bit weird in like the second half last year. That's a bit of a concern. the simple part of this is eight teams make the playoffs. And with all of these, I would add that I am basically going on, like, obviously some teams are going to suffer catastrophic injuries or something goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Like season ruining injuries. That's just like the nature of it. But we can't, like, I'm not going to assume that's happening to anyone. So, because it could then it could then happen about the teams we're talking about. So it kind of gets a bit silly if you just bit too much guesswork with it. Um, other than, you know, like the standard conditioning issues with certain players. Yeah. My thing with this is Philadelphia, Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, Cleveland, Toronto, and Atlanta, I all have as like unquestionably better than the Bulls. Yeah. That is bad if you want to make the playoffs. That's eight teams. Um, and then I've got like the Knicks, Wizards, and maybe even the Pistons might be better than them. Yeah, so you put them kind of in the mix of the bottom playing spots. So, yeah, which is like, well, they could make the playoffs, play playoffs. Sorry, but they've got to overcome the disadvantage of the playing. Yeah, this, they're in a weird situation, aren't they? Now, I mean, when they did those trades, it seemed like it was kind of maybe not all that sensible. Um, That's being kind, but they can't really go back. Can't really go back on it, can they now? Because otherwise, you just end up basically back where they were, like in a worse position, like before the trades. If you know what I mean? They just go, they go back into full rebuild mode and they never, they've yet to come out of the rebuild, really. But without their own picks as well. So like, because I, yeah. I had half a thought to make my bold prediction here that Zach Levine gets traded or something, or they start tearing. I was like, well, that doesn't even work. Yeah. I don't um, think that's going to happen, is it? Vucevic might get traded because I'm like 90% sure he's a free agent to be. But like, that yeah. doesn't, do much for you um they i think a little bit of what's happened is i think we said previously is they like went all in on being a five or six seed basically with their trades um and then the rest of the east got better yeah and so now like what was already like i don't know where the upside was is like there really isn't any upside now and then you add in the ball injury and it's something like oh oh i don't know yeah um, 
Yeah, maybe from this, there's quite a nice segue to one of mine. Um, we can move on to, unless you want to add anything else on the balls. No, not really. Um, so, yeah, so you're mentioning the other teams that are better than them. Uh, one of mine is that the Cavs are top six. Oh, that's very mm. close to part of one of mine. Oh, I knew that there's going to be some stuff that's close because there doesn't seem to be that much wiggle room for things that are bold. I went more aggressive. Ridiculous. I went more aggressive than that. More okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, they just seem like they're good now. They've got Donovan Mitchell as well on top of that. Um, as Evan Mobley, it's like second second year Evan Mobley. It's like this could be, you know. He might make like further steps forward offensively, and um, I mean they they even had injury problems last year with how good their season ended up being, and like you know they have a bit more luck on that end, and with the addition of Donovan Mitchell, they should be a better team than they were last year, and they were pretty good last year. Yeah, that's basically why I had on them is. Um, when it was another one of these teams where, you know, like we've done with the Bucks before, it's like when they have their three guys, they're the best team, and it might not even be that close. Is yeah. with Cleveland when they had Allen, um, Garland, and Mobley, let alone the other stuff like Ruby obviously got hurt, Levert came over and struggled, all of those things. When they had their main three, they were basically like a sub elite team, like they were really, really good. Yeah, and they've um, got. Donovan Mitchell on top of that now. Yeah, and the problem they had was so like Allen and Mobley alone is like a really good defense, at least in the regular season. Um, and the problem was like Darius Garland was having to basically do absolutely everything on offense. One, like you said, yeah. I think Mobley comes along a bit more offensively, and they've now got like another elite-ish shot creator. I mean, I think there's a playoff question about them, like quite a serious question about yeah. like they've they still have no wings. Yeah, really. they are very much the the like the guards and bigs kind of route. I mean, Isaac Okoro, I guess, is meant to be the wing, but he's not like there yet, is he really? No, I mean, he's uh, there was stuff um, about his shooting as well. Like he passes up open shots, and when he does take them, he doesn't make them. Um, also, he he's a weird one because he's like undersized of three. I think he's basically like six three, like with long arms. So it's like maybe could play three, but it's like they really need their six seven. They need their Mikael Bridges guy, basically. I mean, if they got someone of his caliber, they would yeah. be like a title contender. Um, but my yeah, I, I think in the regular season they're just going to like smash out tons of wins. My only, um, the only three teams I've got that I think will definitely be better. Are Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee? Yeah, so you're saying they could be fourth. I've got them as a they'll be a top four seed. I've also got a West equivalent, um, and kind of part of my justification for that is Brooklyn. If they are a functioning basketball team, pretty large if that I think, pretty pretty considerable if given everything that's gone on and the personalities involved. Um, and then Miami, I have like a little like pseudo concern about. I mean, I'm never that concerned about them, but like a tiny bit. 
and like the Raptors, I think are going to be in and around there. Like I could easily make the case for them being top four as well. Um, but I, I really like where Cleveland are going, basically. Yeah. Um. So if we essentially just wiped out one of yours as well. No, because that was only part of one of my. Okay. So my. my Shall I go to the other team? Yeah, go on. Do the rest of that one then. So the the prediction was the Pelicans and Cavaliers finished in the top four. I mean, that is bold. The Pelicans' logic is they actually had a really good record in quite a small sample size with McCollum and Ingram available at the end of last year. They pushed the Suns in a playoff series. The offense, even though it doesn't seem like they've got that much shooting, is going to be insane with McCollum, Ingram, Zion, and Valanciunas. Yeah. Like they're gonna, they might have like a top three offense. Um, and then again, part of my logic for them getting into the top four is like when they the power ranking stuff at the moment is Warriors, Clippers at the top, often as like the main two in the West. Yeah. But I. It's not exactly the hottest take in the world to say I think both of those are going to cruise at times in the regular season. Yeah. And or just not play their players. Um, and then it's like, so it's that means if a team like the Pelicans, young, like we've seen so often where one of these teams that's not got over the hill in the playoffs or isn't has the massive regular season, like the Grizzlies did a bit last year, like the Bucks did a few years ago, they're like become a regular season team before they win in the playoffs. I could see the Pelicans having that and like Phoenix, who knows what's going on. I was like, yeah, I can see how they get ahead of a few of these teams. And like them being better than Memphis, Minnesota, Dallas, like I think is quite reasonable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can may- maybe see it. I don't know. That one is definitely on the bold end for me, which I guess is what we're going for. Because um, with the Clippers and Warriors, is even if they cruise, they can't cruise so much that they kind of get into that group, if you like. They still want to be top six, don't they? Yeah, but I guess that's the thing is like if you do end up with. Yeah, there's a chance they could almost like act like cruise a bit too much and end up dropping out of the top four. But yeah, it feels unlikely they'd... Well, I guess that's the thing is they don't necessarily need to drop out of the top four is I think they're yeah the top two of the top three teams and it's just like one of them. They're like not necessarily even within the Pelicans' reach, I guess. It's just... Yeah. All it takes is then like one or two things to go a little bit wrong for them. It, um, it is the thing with the Pelicans, isn't it? As well as like if how be- fit people stay, particularly Zion. Um, it's obviously a huge thing. Well, that's um, kind of what I meant with this, the health stuff as well, is like, if we're just working on Zion plays, like 60 games, for instance. Yeah. And Ingram, to be fair, I mean, he's had some health issues. Like, Zion playing 60 games is then, I'm like, yeah, very, very high on the Pelicans, winning like over 50 and Zion being like first or second team all NBA because basically when he's had like proper seasons or that one like proper taste of him, 
Yeah, he was like absolutely elite. He was just scoring like whenever he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? That it's I mean, for like a couple of years, I guess the CJ McCollum thing makes it maybe more impressive. And as you say, they have had a bit of like a good run since they got him. Um, but last couple of years since this kind of iteration of the Pelicans, they have kind of been this almost one of these where the idea of them has been really good, but we yet to maybe see it properly. But yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that tail end last year was what they're going to be. Yeah, I feel like is that the health thing is so enormous, and it's obviously more of a thing with them because of Zion's injury history. Um, they've also for the regular season stuff, they've drafted really well, so the depth they've got around those guys is pretty good. Um, which does obviously make a difference when because Zion is. Even if he's healthy, yeah, he's going to sit out games. Um, plus, the fact that Brandon Ingram just had an insane playoff series against the Suns, who'd won like a million games in the regular season. I just have a lot of faith in them. Uh, but like I said, I mean, this is as much as anything that is like banking on their health, um, which obviously feels more fragile than some of the other teams around them. Yeah, because I, I mean, even with the good finish, they like. Well, they're 36 wins last year, so it's quite an improvement they'd need to get to that point. But They yeah. were really bad, though, weren't they, to start the yeah, year? Yeah, at the start, they were awful, it looks like. They were 2-14 and 14 to start the year. Yeah. I guess if they, they just avoid that being quite so bad at the start, actually, their season would have been quite a lot better. Yeah, because in the second half, they basically went on a run to get into the play-in, didn't they? I mean, it looked like at one point like they were going to be like 14th in the West um, and they ended yeah. up actually getting into the playoffs. So I think that's some of it. Obviously, they've got Herb Jones that will help them defensively. The defence, you do wonder a little bit with McCollum, Zion and Valanciunas. Um It's like they, they're asking a lot of Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram to like really lock in. But that's one of those things as well where you see players apply themselves when they, like, if they do start the season five yeah. and two, that's when it's like, oh, actually, they, they people start believing that this team's going to be competitive. It kind of is like a self-fulfilling thing with it defensively, it seems like. Yeah, it can do. I guess, Which I guess is why maybe you get into, like, this kind of culture of yeah. whether teams defend or not. Is It's then very hard to change that trend. Um, once you're like going one way or the other, but yeah, they're definitely going to be like one of the most interesting to watch, aren't they? Um, as they have been the last few years, really, of like what happens with them at least. Yeah. Um, Do you want to go? Have you got another one? Um, sure. Yeah, I guess kind of tied in as well. We're, we're going in the West. Um, I've gone for the Lakers missing the play in. Missing the play-in, yeah. I, is that not, because of availability or? Um, so I guess a mix of things. I mean, yeah, if LeBron and Anthony Davis play like a lot of games, then they will get in the playoffs. Um, but also, Anthony Davis hasn't actually played like a full season in a long time, or like he's missed significant chunks of time, like consistently. Um, 
I mean, even though LeBron James is really still really good when he does play, he is now like what is he? Is he thirty eight? Yeah, I think so. I mean that. Even for LeBron James, that is just old. Um, yeah, that's objectively <laughs> old. Subjectively just old. Yeah. Um, so there's that factor, basically, them whether they're going to play enough. And then also, I think around them, even when they are playing, they are not, they don't look like they're going to like roll people over with the, what their roster is at the moment, particularly with the Westbrook thing, um, where like they, they really should have tried to move him, I think. And they didn't. I mean, it seems like he's going to be starting. Like the list of planets still for him to start after what happened last year. Um, and basically, to, how long they've gone with that, they could end up losing a lot of games before they give up on that. Because it seems like they just they if if you're playing starting Westbrook with those two, or even without those two, they are just not going to be a good team unless he like bounces back, but. In a big way, in a way, and actually, I'm not even sure it's a bounce back. It'd have to be like a a rebound on a different angle, and then he turns into a different player. Yeah, basically, he needs to. He'd have to be a different player because even um, if he's like the guy that was good in Washington, is like that's not helpful. He has no. the ball all the time. And then outside of that, like, there's not not much else there that's that exciting, really. Um, so you think you know you end up with a stretch of time with LeBron and AD are out. I mean, you if you take them. LeBron and AD off that roster, they are not winning any games. Yeah, but basically, that's basically the thing, isn't it? Is they're guys you, uh, for both durability and age reasons, are like they're going to miss however many games. There's basically like a tipping point on how many games those two can miss on whether their season has like any meaning at all. Yeah. Um, and if they miss too many games, you're then looking at the rest of that roster like, oh, what is going on here? Yeah. I also think, in a way, the fact that they still have Westbrook, and I mean, there's like trades they could have made, like they could have gone and got Miles Turner and um, maybe Halliburton from... The well, Buddy Heald it would have been. Yeah, probably Buddy, yeah, Buddy Heald. But they could have done that. Which would have made their roster look quite a lot better, to be honest. Um, and if they managed to get out of Westbrook as well, even better. Uh, like, there's things they could have done that they've obviously like not done. And I think, you know, if they, if they wanted to give up enough draft assets, like people, the Pacers would have accepted, done a deal with them. Um, which I think kind of maybe shows a bit of like where the front office think they are this year as well. Like they're not. They're not all in on this season. If it starts going downhill, I don't, are they necessarily then going to pull the trigger on that on that kind of deal, or are they going to be like we're just going to wait out? Because if if they were going to that deal, I don't know why they wouldn't have done it now. Basically, yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Is instead of like, yeah, is rather than thinking they need to have their hand forced, is that they don't think they're close enough to bother with that, which I think there's probably some logic in it is I think there is an upside where like a Beverly healed LeBron Davis Turner like that yeah. is a team that could get to the finals yeah that looks um, good like that but, but um... he's like it could get to the finals he's definitely not the favorite 
I don't think it puts them with my top three in the West before the no. season. Um, and then without that, I mean, it looks like it's going to be Westbrook. Um, Kendrick Nunn? Yeah. It's Davis a, James. Lots of defence in that backcourt. And then, and then who? Uh, Damian Jones is the, the most likely to start of the five. Yeah, I mean, shrug. It's pretty amazing how like uninspiring a supporting cast that is. Yeah, it really is. Like, I guess this is the thing that um, when they've kind of gone all in, basically when they traded for AD and stuff, and you don't have the assets or like the cap room to adjust. To begin with, it's like you're getting, and when they're on the top, you're getting people coming really cheap to play with LeBron and win a title. And then you have a bad year, and it's like, well, you're, not, you're no longer, those guys are going somewhere else now. You're not getting those guys that are coming there on cheap deals. Um, and then with the cat room you've got, you are really just taking what's left over. A bit, I mean, it's a bit harsh, but... Well, I mean, they don't have... It's also they have, like, no salary flexibility, really. Yeah. They're getting, like, the odd exception here or there. Um, and, yeah, yeah you're right. But, like, it, they can't sell people on weird yeah. title contender next but, year. But, like, a few years ago, it didn't matter. They didn't have salary flexibility because, well, they looked like they were, like, fav title favourites, and now they're nowhere near, so... But I also I think they could do better with some of these. Like, the Warriors at the start of last year, people weren't saying they're... Like got a really great chance to win the title again, and they managed to get guys that filled what they needed on the roster. So they pick, other than the fact they all, pretty much all work with clutch. The guys they signed this off season, like there's some kind of upside there, maybe in like Lonnie Walker and like the sort of stuff. But like, they didn't get, they didn't get any like really top tier shooters. No. Why? Why do you not like? They are out there. There are people on minimums who, who do sign. And I guess the thing is, you don't get 3 and D guys, like proper 3 and D guys very often for no money because they're what everyone wants. But it still feels like a different organisation would have put slightly better pieces. I don't think it changes stuff drastically, to be fair, if they did that. No, I mean, yeah, probably not. Like, like they could have maybe got slightly better, like filler guys almost I guess or like slightly better yeah pretty much um but it doesn't do much really no it, it, it's still then without um LeBron and AD it's like there's there's no one else to really just score the basketball pretty much the truth <laughs> is these contracts like Westbrook's now are almost unique I think to basketball in that the nature of the cap and the size, the amount of the cap they take up and how quickly players decline. Yeah. So Westbrook, I mean, I know you get decline in other sports, but um, a guy who's, I think he's six foot three-ish, super athletic, explosive. Um, I mean, he's still very athletic, but like the nature and speed of his decline and the size and length of that contract it does actually completely destroy a franchise. Like, I'm not sure it's even possible to build a team 
even if they had the draft picks, because they wouldn't have matching salary. If if you have Westbrook's contract on there at the moment, and you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, yeah, you just can't do it. In fact, even if you took out Anthony Davis and his money, you'd then be like, well, we need a second star. You'd have to use that max slot on another star, but you'd have the same problem. You wouldn't have any other money to fill in the other pieces. So if you take a team like the Sixers who remodeled their roster with a little bit of spending power, where they managed to make a trade for Melton by moving green and managed to sign Tucker, and they managed to get Montrezl Harrell and Daniel House and all of these guys. Yeah. But that's because just if you have, if that Westbrook contract, just that you don't have like, you don't have salary to trade because it's taking up all the cap, unless you use that contract in a trade, there's like no way because no no team like nails every single minimum signing. It just doesn't happen. No. So you get like, those trades no. wrong, like when they got him, which like didn't make any sense at all, to be honest. From a trying to win game no. perspective. Like you mess that up and then you are stuck until his contract expires pretty much, because then it's like, well, you just I mean, because no one else wants that contract. Um, no, and, that, that's basically what you get to. And I mean, look at the players they gave up in that deal. They would, they would fit. The reason they would look so good next to the Bron Anthony Davis now is because they look good next to them. Then they won the title. Yeah, and then they got rid of all of them. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's hard to from where they were in 2020. It's hard to think of like many worse trades. Yeah, or really, the last couple of years it's just been a disaster. Because they still have, I know Davis is like we said about the health, and obviously shot the ball terribly last year. Like Anthony Davis is still in like his peak years. It's within yeah. the realm of possibility he has like an All NBA first team season, and obviously it's possible. LeBron just averaged thirty a game last season. Like, it's possible they have like two of the ten best players in the league still. And you're, we're still looking at them and like, yeah, I mean, it seems more likely they miss that that. They're 11th than they are, like, 5th, I think. Yeah. And it's amazing to be in that position with those two players. Yeah. Just truly, truly awful management um, of the roster and everything. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, should, we, have you, should we move on to the next... Yeah, I've got one more, which is also the Western Conference. Have you got one more as well? I have. I'm not sure how bold mine next one is. Is yours West too, or is it East? It is West. Mine's player-specific. Okay, right. Well, mine is a team that I've kind of tiptoed talking about. Tiptoed around talking about, sorry. Um, Mine is the Denver Nuggets are the top seed in the Western Conference. I like that, actually. Um, so I mentioned about, I think the Clippers and Warriors will, they're not going to be in a rush to try and win 60 games or anything. Denver, Nikola Jokic is like an understated Iron Man. Not only has he won consecutive MVPs, but he just like plays all the time and plays like quite big minutes. Um, I really liked getting Contavious Caldwell Pope. That's like the absolute perfect shooting guard to have on that team I just I mean, he, he's pretty much the guy you want on any contending team as we were yeah. just talking about the Lakers 
Um, they also got Bruce Brown. Yeah, they've got, I think they've got like options to now have like a really nice defensive lineup if they want to as well. Yeah. Which is obviously where their weakness has always been. Um, and we've seen, I mean, we'll see what Murray's like when he comes back, but we've seen like before the Murray injury that bit of time before the playoffs where well, after they've got Gordon, like how ridiculously strong that lineup was. Yeah, um, and I have less Murray I think it might take time, like rust wise. I basically think Murray's gonna be like all star level by the time we get to the playoffs. Um and then in the regular season I don't know how long it's gonna take him to get going, obviously, but he's awesome. Yeah. MPJ um, is obviously a concern. Yeah, I mean, he always is, isn't he? I guess. But um, the thing is, I think, like, even if he does end up not playing that much or he is playing hurt or whatever, I think this team's going to be so good. Even with... I've got Bones Highland as well, who I think is going to have a really nice year coming off the bench. Yeah. And Jeff Green is, like, a very useful... Does a bit of stuff for them off the bench, too. Um, Obviously, Aaron Gordon, um, like, has been as good a fit with Jokic as we expected. Yeah, I, I really like what they've done the off-season. And I mean, getting Jamal Murray back, obviously, it's like the biggest one. And, um, well, I I think there is that thing, as I mentioned, that lineup. Like the, We've only really seen the lineup since they got Gordon with Murray as well in it for a short amount of time. Like nine games games or something, wasn't it? Yeah. I wish you could maybe that was just like, you know, a short run that's not really what they are. But also, we've not seen that lineup do anything else yet. I think it's one of those where, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of like believing what you want to believe. But on paper, that lineup looked like, oh, that's going to be good. They've now swapped Will Barton out for Caldwell Pope. So they've got way better defense on the wing, too. Um, yeah. Is that also on paper? It's just like, well, that's got everything. If anything, Jokic has got better since then. And then when it's like, oh, yeah, we think this is going to be incredible. And then it is incredible, even in a small sample. There's a little bit like, well, I'm kind of inclined yeah. to believe this because everything suggests it should be this good. And I mean, if. Um... No. Sorry, I was just no. going to say, yeah, if Porter's fit, that, yeah, that's just like a ridiculous starting five, isn't it? Um, I guess they have slightly less depth than they used to. Um, maybe. I mean, like, there's quite a lot of pressure on Bones Highland. Like, you're saying you think he's going to have a good breakout year, but they kind of... I guess don't him to have a massive breakout year. He's on the bench, but he is the backup point guard now with Murray coming back from injury. Um, just kind of a decent amount of pressure on that. Yeah, and I mean, he's like their, he's also like their sixth most important player, isn't he? Is yeah. that they can probably, I, I know that's a weird way to put it, it's like he, he is sixth man traditionally and all of that as well, but as in one option they'll have is to go a bit smaller and play him instead of Porter in certain lineups or play even him instead of Gordon against certain opposition and play KCP at the three. Is he's good? I think he's often going to be like him and four starters, as well as having him in bench units or predominantly bench units. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, yeah, if anything, I'd argue that prediction isn't bold enough. The trouble uh, is I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go on like, well, part of this was some of the conversation I've heard from other people or things I've read has had Denver like in like the middle Western tier is like they've had Clippers, Warriors, Gap, yeah. Denver, other teams. And I think they're definitely with the top two. And I think in the regular season, they might just be bothered a bit. They might actually try a bit more. Like, yeah. we, I, we know the I, Clippers are going to not play. I guess there's probably a lot on just last year. They weren't great, were they, in the regular season? Well, they didn't have uh, their second and third best players, would be my... Yeah, but I guess that's the thing, is that there that, that is also an unknown. Um, really, like... Yeah, although I'd, also, I'd say the same with um, the Clippers, to be fair, is their two guys, since they yeah. teamed up together, they've played, what, like three games together or something ridiculous? And they've got incredible depth. So in the reg but, like, last year, it kept them in the play-in race, having that depth, which was great and impressive, and they've got amazing number of, like, good NBA players. But when we're talking about, like, if they can be a top two, three seed... Kawhi and Paul George do need to play like a lot of games. Um, and I'd have more faith in Denver's guys doing that than the Clippers, Clippers big two, actually. Yeah, well, being fit and being bold to play, I guess. Yeah, well, I'm just caring. You know, I'm saying about like these, I know they're not really a young team anymore, but these are not, well, the Nuggets have been a long way in the playoffs. As already, but where you have like these kind of slightly unproven teams, they have like a regular season where they really like kind of stamp their authority. The Grizzlies yeah. obviously had one, the Bucks did it a few years ago. Um, I like so I kind of think we'll see it from Pelicans, Cavaliers, the sort of teams that could have that. They're actually going to try for the whole regular season, and some of the older guys are going to rest and have niggling injuries and miss time. And I mean, the Nuggets have had to do it last year. Jokic just played like it felt like every minute one MVP, and they've now got better players around him. Not just those two, but like with KCP as well and Bruce Brown, like they're really good fits. Yeah. Also, yeah, you're right about not being that bold, I guess. Yeah, it's quite, I mean, my, equally, mine last one might not be that bold either. Um, so let, let's move on to that one. Go on then. I, I've gone for John Rant to get MVP votes. I don't because I don't think he did last year. Did he not? Don't know. Let's maybe I should make it first place MVP votes. That's it. I think the most interesting thing about that is because Morant was in the conversation for that. Like, yeah, I don't think he did. I think I checked. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, but even so, if you're making it first place, I think the interesting thing that that. I mean, I'm not going for him winning MVP because I thought when they're, when there are like elite big men in the league, it's very hard for someone who's not a big man to win it. Um, but because being taller helps with playing ball. basketball, basically. Sorry? Yeah, being taller helps with playing basketball is the thing, isn't it? Um, which we might see a lot of uh, next season when Victor Wembanyama is in the NBA. 
I guess Shet Holmgren's hopefully uh, healthy again. Hopefully yeah. play next year. Did you see any of the Wembanyama highlights? Um, oh yeah, I did a little bit. Doesn't seem fair, really. No, I saw someone say that he's um, 2K doesn't actually let you make players like him because his his team is unrealistic and unfair. You can't make someone who's seven foot four with that sort of handle <laughs> three point shot. Um, okay, I'm wrong. Jamran did have some, some votes. first place ones, not some first place votes. Um, he had seven fifth place votes and a fourth place vote. Yeah, I mean, with well, the nature of the next first place votes, but the, the nature of the race last year as well, the fourth and fifth places were not anywhere near. No. Were they like it? It was, it was an enormous gap between the top guys and the guys who would get in the conversation for fourth and fifth. My thing with that, my question is: in that case, where do you have the Grizzlies finishing in the West? Um, to be honest, I've not thought about that quite that much. Uh, <laughs> but you know, up there. I mean, yeah, it's the groups you were just saying. Obviously, you didn't have the Grizzlies in that top group. But, um, I mean, as we keep saying, the Clippers and the Warriors might cruise a bit. Grizzlies. Oh, yeah, I've got have Grizzlies top four again. They don't know how to cruise. No. And, I mean, the fact that they were still really good when they didn't have Morant. Um, and hopefully, I mean, this year, hopefully Morant will play like a full season. That's the other threat, isn't it, to his MVP case? Is he also misses? He's probably a couple of years away from people starting to call him injury prone. I think he he hasn't had like a massive injury, which is weirdly yeah. often what people start talking about when they go that they missed too much time. Is that what they they had one injury? It was a bad one. They missed loads of time. But he every year he has at least one period where he seems to miss like miss like a month or so. And that's enough to take you out of a an MVP race, isn't it? Yeah, that's I think that's the thing that like last year, if he had had that, I mean, he, maybe he wouldn't have got first place votes, but um, just with how, what other people were doing last year, but like, saying one of those guys isn't quite as dominant this year, and he does stay fit all year. Um, I mean, he was good enough, and I mean, the age he is as well. I mean. He might be better this year. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not an unreasonable projection. They're missing Jaron Jackson to start the season, which either helps his case because they still start really well, or they start slowly and it makes it like a really difficult thing record wise for them to be good enough. Part of it for him to get votes will be probably because Lowe was just saying about Denver. If you think Denver are going to be a top two, three team? Is if they're better than Denver, yeah, that would be quite significant. I, I mean, I th- I think it's almost impossible for Jokic. Impossible. I don't know what's going on there. Impossible, <laughs> even. Um, almost impossible for him to win it again because they just don't let people win it three times in a row these days. Um, when I say these days, since Larry Bird, they don't let no one's won it three times in a row. Yeah, um, yeah, and to be honest, it's not been—it's been kind of close, hasn't it? 
for the couple of years he has won it. It's not like he's been obviously way out in front. Although maybe some people would argue he was, but yeah, I, I can't remember how the voting finished, but at least like the conversation around it and the narrative felt like it was really close, didn't it? Yeah, I actually got it here. He had eight hundred seventy-five points, and Embiid had seven hundred six. Is that last year? Yeah. Yeah, I think Embiid has a decent chance here this year because the Sixers are going to win a lot of games in the regular season. Um, yeah, I mean they should do, shouldn't they? If they if they don't, it doesn't look great. Um, well, it might mean that Embiid's got hurt. I think if they don't, yeah, because. Yeah, obviously the Harden thing comes into that as well. But um, yeah, maybe we should wrap up now as we've... Yeah, before we run through the whole of the NBA. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's um, let's call it there. And um, yeah, you subscribe if you're still listening. And um, look out for our other podcasts. And there's lots of NBA stuff on the website going into the new season. Yeah, which you're probably seeing is on the website. I think that's how most people see it. Yeah, you can see that stuff. Yeah. Um, bye then. Bye.